We are back with episode 41 of Far From Normal. I'm Miranda. And I'm Giovanni. And today we have a few guests, or a single guest, but they are from a podcast. This is our first podcast, du- not duet, collaboration. <laughs> they are from a powerful project, and I wanted to invite them just to talk about a new topic that me and Giovanni have talked about personally, like not through a podcast, but uh, I wanted a different opinion and I wanted a collaboration. So would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Uh, Sure. Uh, My name is Adam Fallert. Uh, He's Nick Powers. And we are the hosts of the Powerfall Project that drops uh, a weekly podcast on Wednesdays. Uh, Anything you'd like to add, Nick? No, it's uh, we've been doing it for about uh, almost three quarters of a year now, and it started during the pandemic. And it's a chance for you know me to hang out with my buddy Adam and have weekly check-ins, and then uh, occasionally we say some interesting stuff and some funny stuff. So thanks for having us. Yeah, I really our top. Listen to your... Oh, sorry. Well, I was gonna say yeah, our top thing, our thing is uh, is doing top five lists, and that's really kind of the catalyst of our of our podcast. And we we do a list, and then uh, we have a good time in the meantime. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, you're you're fine. I was just gonna say I've really enjoyed listening to you guys' podcast. I was I've been listening like since I joined like the little group where we chat. Um, but I also have been listening like up to the episode like a few times. So it's Thank very you. very good and very enjoyable mm-hmm. to hear different opinions on things, which is <laughs> part of the reason why I wanted to have you guys on the episode. So Thank you. I will jump right into the discussion. So I wanted to talk about weed legalization because in my uh, philosophy class, we had a article that we had to read, read, article that we had to read, and it talks about pros and cons for weed legalization. And I formed my own opinion, but I wanted to hear what other people thought. So I'm just going to give you guys the space to jump in with your opinions, um, and then we can delve more into things. Sure. Cool. Well, uh, I don't mind jumping in first. I, uh, it's uh, a sensitive topic for a lot of people. I, I go back to kind of like what the country's counted on. Like, I, I think we have the freedom to explore, express yourself as long as it's not directly harming someone else. Um, it once it gets past the legalization of weed and marijuana, that's where things for me get kind of like questionable. I don't quite know how to navigate more hardcore drugs but weed i think the well the original reasons why it was outlawed are are preposterous um and i'm all for people having the freedom to um put stuff in their body that they uh they deem fit you know we openly sell liquor pretty much on every street corner and every ampm every liquor store they have enough liquor in there to kill not only one person but kill probably 20 people you can just literally binge yourself to death, and that's that's really legal. It's, uh, that's my long-winded opinion there. Thank you. Yeah, I, if I was going to piggyback off that, I would I would say kind of kind of a top-down approach to it. I mean, it, what is um, what is the purpose of any drug, right? Um, so if we go if we go higher level on it, and we say what is the purpose of a drug? Because alcohol, tobacco, caffeine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pharmaceutical drugs. Is it, is it okay because it's legal or is it, is it legal because it's okay? Um, so I, I think if, if it's all prescribed, then, then we have to look at who's prescribing. So I think it's a much bigger, broader uh, discussion. Now, specifically marijuana use, is it more harmful than alcohol. If, if that's the argument, then no, I think it's probably right in line with that. Um, if it, if, is it less harmful than, you know, like opiates that are, that are being prescribed, I would say mm-hmm. it's probably less harmful at the same time, opiates you would like to think are at least prescribed by people regulated and, and, or taxed or things like that. So there's an argument for it on, on all, all stances. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's kind of nice to start an open-ended conversation about it. So why not? Shivana, you want to share anything? <laughs> no, absolutely. I definitely agree. Um, I had a question. Like, have you guys had any experience with drugs yourself? Or do you know anyone who's done any sort of drugs or any experience whatsoever with that? Yeah, seen when drug you're talking about drugs, are you talking beyond <laughs> marijuana? Um, I guess we could just start with like 
weed as a base starting yeah. point. Yeah. So I, like a lot of kids, I, I dabbled with it a little bit in high school and, and, and shortly thereafter, but I, I don't think it's for developing minds. I, I think you really need to be well past 21 before mm -hmm. you, you partake in that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I did it a little bit in high school and then I took 15 years off it. And I've since kind of slowly started dabbling back in it a little bit with a better understanding that this is way better than that nightly cocktail that I'm having. This is way right. healthier on your body than, you know, a week, a weekend bender drinking, you know, mm -hmm. the, there's really no way to overdose on marijuana. You can go pretty deep in, into some dark places, but you're not going to, your heart's not going to stop. You know, you're, you're not going to kill your liver in that sense. But uh, so I, I dabble in it still these days. And I think the biggest thing is just understanding what a proper dose is. Cause when you're young and you know, a kid, you know, more is better. But now uh, with a better understanding, I can say that, you know, less is more. And so uh, we, we do partake in it a little bit and, Goodness gracious, I'll tell you, I do feel a lot better than if I had, you know, four or five. It's a crazy night. And I get four or five Trulies in me or White Claws in me that I feel like <laughs> garbage the next morning. But, you know, if I, if I take a little pop off something or a small dose of an edible, I'm, I'm rock star in the morning. I'm good to go. So, yeah, I can see how it's not for, for younger minds. And, and there's, such, there's so many things coming at you in your formative years. I just don't think that's, mm -hmm. that's a variable that you need to have in there. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, this, and the same, to add to that, I would say that the biggest scare for me with that stuff is, is building up a, de a dependency. So yeah, you probably yeah. can't be addicted to uh, marijuana specifically at the same time, the behavior is addicting the, the, maybe the circles that you're running in uh, it can be addicting that we're going to want to go do this all the time. And then at what cost is it stopping us from doing productive things It's stopping us from doing things that are contributing or, like Nick said, you know, in your, your years where you're building your, your, your building blocks, uh, maybe it's not the best time to be doing it then as well. So um, I think with anything that gives you pleasure or enjoyment can be overdone. Um, obviously with eating, with caffeine, with um, working out, you can, you know, you can do damage mm -hmm. to yourself. There's anything that's, that you're doing that can be a dependency versus say a routine and a habit. So yeah, I mean, it can be, it can be a slippery slope. So, um, yeah. I, um, Shivani's question made me think of one of my questions that I wrote down. I was thinking just to expand on because her platform of weed, like, is there, you don't have to specifically talk about which specific drugs you wouldn't do, but for those drugs you wouldn't do, is the reasoning based in legality or safety or like, what's it based in, I guess? Sure. Uh, so, all right. So if I can restate the question, so yeah, I go the, for it. The, the, the reason that you would or would not do a certain type of drug, mm -hmm. does it have to do with whether it's legal or not? Yeah. Is that the question? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that uh, as, as Nick said, I, I partook a little bit uh, prior to it being legal in some States and I don't know that I went into excess or anything like that, but there was a clear line in the sand of drugs that I would, I don't even want to entertain. Um, and that they kind of scare me, you know, they think like, mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I think about, and you can't help but watch any movie in the eighties and see these guys hyperactivity and running around and doing all this kind of stuff. Um, and think that cocaine might've been something uh, to try at the same, at the same time, I know my personality. And if I, if I did cocaine, I would probably love it and you don't need cocaine <laughs> so yeah i mean my i'm already you know pretty wired up and and excitable so i don't i don't really need any of that kind of stuff uh at the same time we go oh well cocaine's no good all right that's great um let's change it put it into a pill and give it to our kids that can't focus you know in, in the form of adderall mm -hmm. so i mean i know that those things are different but you have speed and cocaine op operate different uh very similarly and so to your to your question of does the legality um, mm -hmm. matter in the decision making? I think it plays a part, but it is most certainly not all of it. Are you brought up a good point there, Adderall? Are are you guys familiar with Adderall? I mean, have you guys dabbled in Adderall? Tried it? Know anyone who's on it? Especially, I've never a tried it, but I do know people who have used it, and I know a lot of people who have ADHD and stuff like that um, who are very against prescribing Adderall. Hmm. 
Um, but I also know people who use it. Oh, sorry, Shivani. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. I also know people who use it and it helps them. So I guess it's one of those things that like, it just depends. Um, yeah. Shivani? Yeah, yeah no, I, that's about all I know as well. I just, I have friends who use it and there's varying opinions on it. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize how potent it was. You know, I, uh, a couple of years back, was offered a, a small dose of Adderall and that, that wired me up. And I, I don't have ADD, but it, it sent me on a rocket ship where I was hyper productive for like six hours. It felt like I'd pounded three monster energy drinks. I, mm -hmm. yeah. I can't believe that stuff is, you know, semi-legal in a prescription form, obviously, but it's, there's yeah. a huge black market for that. Um, to kind of answer your question, yeah, it, the legality of other drugs definitely is uh, is a reason why we, I don't do it. But I think all the, another reason too is I, I'm worried about getting addicted. I don't feel the need to disconnect that much because drugs are kind of a way to disconnect. Or it's you know some drugs are used as a social thing. I don't you know I don't I don't need to do heroin. I don't need to get that high. I don't need to disconnect that much. If, right. If I feel unplugged. Then I, what am I doing? You know, if, I, if this life were, is such where I need to be. Mm -hmm. removed from it mentally then that's uh, i think you're going about it the wrong way there for me you know if i do a small dose uh, of marijuana it's fun it's calming it opens up like a sensitive side to me that uh i'd never even like really explored too much you know i, I say Aww. things to my wife i'm dead serious. i say things to my wife she's like i know you're you're under the influence a little bit last night but this is what you said this is what you believe i'm like absolutely yeah i just oh that's awesome. work on a barrier for me to say stuff like that but and then on the other thing too, is like, if you look at how a lot of these other drugs are made, good God, you, you have no idea what you're going to get in your, in your system there. Right. Uh, I'll be completely honest. Mm -hmm. Coke does sound fun. I think I'm with that <laughs> too. I think I would be highly addicted to it if I did it. But at the same time, we've all watched Narcos, we've watched those other shows and, and you see, you know, what's going in there and how it's made. It's in the jungle and they're, they're, you know, not measuring stuff. They're dumping stuff out right, of yeah. hands and like rusty stuff and, you know, a little bit of gasoline, a little battery acid, you know, whatever, just to dilute it a little bit. So you really don't, you don't know what you're going to get. So yeah. I'm scared yeah. Yeah. And, and to that point too, like if you're just looking at marijuana, like, you know, when, when you were uh, not any of us that were on this call, but when in the seventies, say, if you wanted to smoke a joint, the whole joint would be such um, such low dose that you would, you, you and your buddies would smoke the whole thing until it was gone. And then you might get a little bit high now, now, you smoke a joint you know because it's so incredibly potent and strong that i mean you'd just be out of your mind so like you you know if 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 i was going to smoke a joint now it would be just like take a puff and then put it out because it's just so strong you're not you're not getting the the effects and enjoying it you're just you know putting yourself into a in the couch uh but to that point too like so all this all this drug talk and stuff is is also branding as well so we got to remember that because you think about what the message that nick and i were getting when we were kids dare and and all the war on drugs and all this kind of stuff versus mm -hmm. versus you know uh you know <laughs> no no is absolutely. dare gone do you guys do you guys know what dare is oh there's dare the gone. the orange thing what's the orange one yeah it's not dare i don't know yeah dare yeah. is dare right. keep what was dare stand for I'm google it i know i know that <laughs> that's the funny joke was dare was drugs are really expensive that was what it right. stood for in our, right. our circle. yeah no, i was gonna get what i was gonna get at was was things like uh steroids so steroids mm -hmm. is something that's been completely branded differently based on your age right so it, it's not simply as is steroids bad well yeah steroids are bad you inject them in your muscles and then you what become arnold schwarzenegger How, wait mm -hmm. that's not bad how, why is that bad? That's or, awesome. or yeah, that sounds awesome. Or, oh no, you, they're, they're super terrible and they will make you do terrible things. Okay. Um, so then we need to learn about clean supplements and clean drugs, right? It's because let's read men's fitness. Let's read men's health. And we see that guy on the cover who's super ripped because he's clean. No, he's absolutely using steroids, but mm -hmm. You know, so so there we have a different form of branding. Now, um, as Nick and I are a little bit older than we were, say, in high school when they were branding a different form of testosterone to us, now we're bringing, bringing um, we're, we're being branded too in those, you know, we're not in our 50s or anything like that, but they talk about low T and getting these other supplements that help increase testosterone and give you 
testosterone. Oh, because it's okay. Because now a doctor who's prescribing it is sticking it in your muscles. So there's a different form of branding. So wait, was testosterone bad or not? And do steroids help people or cancer patients? Do help? Do they help people that have um, uh, geneal- genealogy um, impl- um, issues where they, they don't grow the way that they need to be? So they have human growth hormones and, and things like that. So do we need to be injecting ourselves like Barry Bonds so that we can work out harder? Probably not. But some of these things are really good too. So it's all about branding. Yeah. Shivani, I think even, oh, sorry. Sorry, what? Repeat that are again. Steroids, Shivani? Yeah, maybe. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, I didn't, go, mean, yeah. didn't mean to interrupt you guys, but what, what is your guys' stance on, on uh, the marijuana and then beyond that? Yeah. Um, well, I think with the branding thing, that's even an issue with like sugar and like fat and stuff. Like that always like switches back and forth. But, um, my opinion on um, legalization would be mostly based fiscally, um, just because I think it'd be good for our economy. And also because I think it makes it more safe if it's legal, um, because people aren't having to do like these shady things to get the drugs, you know? So that would be my opinion, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I have a slightly similar opinion. I'm actually in a class right now. It's called like Nation States Markets and Societies or something like that. We were talking about two different economists like Milton Friedman and then John Kenneth Galbraith, I believe. And Milton Friedman's, um, I guess, perspective on drugs was that it would stimulate the economy, kind of like Miranda was saying. And like you, it's basically just an economic transaction. There's a willing buyer, there's a willing seller. And um, they're talking about how this would have like less people in prison, less homicide and less drug dealers and how that would just be better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fear just kind of comes out of like, once you legalize marijuana or may- legalize drugs, there's just going to be a spike and like people are going to be after it all. And, you know, it's not going to be the greatest thing in the world, but I think in terms of long-term goals, I think it would level out. So I think I'm more on the side of like legalizing it, but just like being careful. Um, But yeah, I think that kind of like brings me to like a question. Like, do you think it's the government's role to keep people safe in terms of drugs? Like, do how much how much regulation do you think is enough regulation, or do you think there should be any regulation at all? Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll probably take different stances on this, but mean the same thing. Um, But before we get there, so let's if you if you don't mind, I was going to ask you both the question back because based on the answers that you gave. Uh, do you feel differently or the same way about legal prostitution? That's a really good question. We actually talked about that too in our class. Um, okay. I was like, we didn't talk about it. Okay. Can <laughs> we, we talked about it, but we didn't come to like any conclusions, which is, I don't think I have like a solid conclusion for this either, because you have to think about like, like typically there are more women involved in like prostitution. There are men, but like, if we think about like just the majority, I think it's mostly women. Like you have to think about like, how would they give consent and how would you be able to like monitor, like if they are, you know, safe and stuff like that. So I think it's like just a completely different playing field, which is why I don't think I came to a conclusion, but Ooh, that's just, uh, I don't know. Do do you have any opinions on that, Miranda? That's the same direction I was going to go. I was going to kind of talk about consent. Like if the woman who are the man, because there are male prostitutes, but again, like Shivani said, mostly women. If the woman actually like wants to be doing it, I think it's better. Um, I think with prostitution, it's there's a lot of economic factors. Like if a woman is doing it, it's probably not because she actually wants to, but because she needs to make money or because she's being forced to do it. So, um, but if it's actually fully her choice, um, she should be able to. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think legalizing would would change whether she's given her consent or not? Um. I think. Uh, do you think that by it being legal and regulated and taxed and that kind of thing, that then less people would be forced into the situation? I'd like to think so. <laughs> I'm not sure if it would or not, but I. Yeah. I'd like to hope so. I'd like, which is kind of similar with, um, you know, marijuana. Like, I'd like to hope that it would actually help, but I don't know for sure because there's still, you know, like the, um, there's still black markets and there's still instances of where like 
women can get like kidnapped and then sold right. as a prostitute without their consent. So um yeah, and making it, having it be illegal, does that mean these women are safe? I think it would it, it works against them when it's illegal just because like if they're in trouble, they can't exactly go to the police for help because then they would get in trouble. So by legalizing it, that would make it easier for them to be safer. But then on the other hand, there's like all these other factors where like, how would you monitor and regulate that and make sure that's something that she wants. But I think it, yeah. I think it would be more helpful, but I mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I didn't mean to hijack your show. No, that's, that was, that was <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to agree with Shivani. Like it is, you do need the sources like if it's legal it's at least easier to get help um mm. so you don't get in trouble yeah yeah oh, good answer i was just uh... I'm, uh, coming to nevada it's it's semi-legal here right <laughs> right, oh, right. Um, yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, the, the whole legalization thing, yeah the whole legalization thing in crime is tough because it's um there's the whole criminal enterprise around buying and selling drugs and like a lot of the, the homicides that are coming out of like chicago for instance mm -hmm. is gang violence around drugs right. and we're kind of getting into the weeds here but it's like it, those kids don't want to be you know carrying guns they don't want to be shooting people they're just doing it because they're scared for their life and they don't have a lot of options but if you took away the the criminal enterprise around it you know i mean you have to look for other ways and it, it kind of breaks down the system but i i don't know if full legalization is the answer I, there's going to be, because I see that it'd be a big surge. I think there'd be a lot of harm done at first. I think the wave would settle down a little bit after people realize it, but there's, there's something to be said though about legalized weed. And Adam was talking about the strength of weed. I, I do, you know, personally feel a little better, you know, that it's standardized, it's packaged, it's measured somewhat. There's still a lot of variables that, with weed. Weed's kind of an interesting one. You know, you can have an edible one day and the same one tomorrow and it, does two different things to you. Right. Um, but we feel better about the, the, the regular regularization. Is that a word? Yeah. Regulating. Yeah. And to, to the next point too, I mean, if, if I go into a weed shop, it's similar to say, I mean, it's not the same uh, as like going in and wine tasting. Right. So I'm going to go in and talk to this person. I'm going to build a relationship. They're going to tell me about the different types of wines or the different types of strands or the different types of application on how I'm going to be ingesting this, or am I going to be smoking this, or am I going to be vaping this, or am I going to light it in a candle? Am I going to rub it on my lotion? I mean, in lotion, like all these things are different ways of, of talking about it at the same time. Would I be having this conversation? Would I be partaking? Would I be doing any of this kind of stuff if it wasn't legal? Instead, I might just, you know, every maybe once a year from a buddy who gives me a little bit of weed, then I partake. You know, who knows where that's from? Who knows? You know, so mm -hmm. maybe because it's legal, I'll, I will partake a whole lot more than I would if it wasn't legal. Right. So you, yeah. you could translate that to the, to the prostitution argument too, that someone may not want to enter into it because it's a dangerous thing you don't want to do. Now, if it's, Hey, it's legal. It, I'm now I'm much more willing to enter into that relationship that, I mean, you don't necessarily want that for society either. So having it be a, uh, a, a back alley type thing keeps people from doing it. So um, yeah, I, I, I think we have to be careful when we look at things like regulation, like it's going to be the catch-all uh, because last I checked um, speeding is also illegal and I still do it. I mean, I know this is recorded, so I'm going to get in trouble for it, but you know, speeding is illegal doesn't mean that people don't do it. So um, I know that that's like the most basic possible um, explanation for that. But but people are going to do what they want to do if we can help make sure it's safe. And I don't necessarily think that regulation is the way of 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 sculpting what that platform looks like. Mm -hmm. Legalization and having capitalism run it may. So if, yeah. if this company over here does it really, really well and does it clean and doesn't kill the customers and makes it a really nice experience and pays their taxes and are on board and they do all this kind of stuff and customers really, really like them and they continue going to them, well, then this place over here that doesn't do it right, that doesn't pay their taxes, that doesn't take care of their customers is going to go by the wayside. Right. So there's, there's part of me that goes, uh, the, you know, legalize it. 
Um, yes, regulate it, but don't expect regulation to take care of all of the rules for adults, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. we're all adults. Well yeah. said. So anyway. I um, I just wanted to share my opinion on this just because as you guys were talking, I kind of thought of something. Um, like with the legalization, right? Um, cigarettes have always been legal, right? Well, maybe not always, as long as I've been alive and probably as long as you guys have been alive. Um, But obviously, the use of cigarettes has gone down. um, And that isn't because they were made illegal. So I'm wondering if, like, maybe education is more important than legality. Hmm. I don't know. I would say absolutely 100%. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That was just a thought. Yeah, I mean, actually, if, if to expand upon it, if we talked about we talked about the branding aspect, right? I mean, you can go mm-hmm. back and look at cigarette um, advertisements in magazines. They could even be in medical journals. They could be in in these in in a magazine that was sitting on the coffee table in the waiting room of the doctor you're going to go see, and there will be an advertisement saying like, you know, mm-hmm. cigarette a day keeps the doctor away, kind of kind mm-hmm. of branding and, and imaging of like, gosh. Are you stressed? Light up, you know? So like, if you think about the branding aspect of it, that is huge companies with deep pockets being able to raise doubt because it's not necessarily about is smoking bad? They're going, is it? We don't know. Have a little, have a little doubt. Why don't you have a cigarette while you're thinking about it? Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Um, I was just like thinking about that too, just like, based on branding, can they be like promoting things that are bad for you? And you think about like, you mentioned like caffeine and like sugar and things that are like, you don't think are associated, but well, you know, they're associated with like bad health effects, but we keep doing it anyway, because branding makes it seem like it's okay. Like this is a great thing. And like, uh, and I don't know, just want thinking about that. It's just, I don't know. It just makes a lot of, brings up a lot of questions about what they're promoting out there, but you know. Yeah, I think you're both. I think you're both very um, astute to think that you need to look at the the education aspect of it because, and where did the education come from, right? So when Nick and I were growing up, we had the food pyramid. I don't know if uh, if you're familiar with the food pyramid, right? But it's not necessarily the same as it is today, and it also depends on your goals. It depends on how your body's made up. And Nick could talk about this a little bit more because he has more um, more knowledge in in. basically what goes into your body for the form of fuel. But if you think about the food pyramid, it was all about what, 11 to 12 servings of, of complex carbohydrates, whole grains, right? Got to get those whole mm-hmm. grains. And then, mm-hmm. at the, you know, at the very top, it was fat, you know, and in between you had your proteins and you had your vegetables and your fruits and all that kind of stuff. And you don't see that much very much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you also think about who is supplying the, what is healthy? Well, let me get my quotes in. What is healthy? you know, is, uh, is eating, is eating tons of vegetables healthy is eating. I mean, if, if, if you dive into all of what is healthy because the government told me, or because this cancer association told me, it's like, well, the cancer association told me that these things are healthy. Great. How does the cancer association get money? Oh, they get money from the people that say these things are healthy. And they're the ones that supply it. So maybe our education mm-hmm. isn't the from the right source. Yep. So if we, you know, you follow the line, um, you know, generally money helps with that line. Yeah. Anyway, I was sorry. always thought, yeah, follow the money and also check the source. Like it, the, if I was taking nutrition advice, I wouldn't take it from someone who is 700 pounds. I'd, you know, check mm-hmm. their, credit, their credentials yeah. first. Right. Um, what do you guys think about uh, overall? Like, do you think marijuana should be federally legal or do you like the fact that states are handling it individually right now? Good question. I tend to like state, um, you know, where states allow things and then it builds into like nationwide just because they can address their own state issues and what their people want more. But I think... I think it, in the long run, like the goal would be for it to be nationwide, but I think it's good that they're doing it state by state. Yeah, I, I do like uh, the, the point you brought up there. They're allowing the states to be kind of their sample, um, you know, the testing 
areas, mm -hmm. you know, the different states. And we could take notes from how Colorado, or Colorado did it. We could take notes with how Washington did it, how Nevada and California now, and take the best parts of those and then hopefully someday make it into a federal law. But yeah. the thing that worries me is um, I like the, the, the regulations to be held on the state level because I think overall the, the federal government, it, it's too big of a blanket and there's too many mm -hmm. different variables within each each, each um, state. And so I, I hope they keep the regulations there, but I hope they make it federally legal just to protect the, the line of money. Because right now, because it's not federally legal, everything has to be done in cash. And so you, you're dealing with these large mountains of cash, literally mountains of cash at some of these disp uh, dispensaries. And they're having to hire armed guards. They're having to, all kinds of issues getting robbed. And it, it's kind of creating another dangerous situation around what was supposed to be right. a, Right. And to that point, well, either the federal government will be like, oh, yeah, right. No, this is this is money. This is this is dangerous. Let's just go ahead and take care of this and let them do the banking system because then we can regulate that and, you know, make sure they're paying taxes and all that kind of stuff so they can do that. Um, or they're just going to go around it and they're going to do it with the with the the coin based stuff or, right. you know, they're just going to go around it. So, um, you know, to, to, to think that the government knows everything and and or is our you know mom and dad in this situation they're not they are they are a representative of us and so when mm -hmm. we say things like well do you think the do you think they're going to do this it's not really necessarily about that it's about like are we going to do this are we going to have our representatives make these choices and changes because it's not necessarily about what the government decides it's what we decide and then enough of us that say this way or the other thing so it, it is not necessarily a, them telling us what's going on. It's us deciding. And I'll give you a, I'll give you a quick example. So um, there, and this, I don't know if this will you know, make all of us blush, probably Nick and my, myself more so, but uh, in uh, there's this, there's this hot button about uh, breastfeeding in public. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Americans were super prude and we don't, we don't like this. We can't, we can't handle that. We can't, we can't handle a person feeding their child bare breasted in front of, in front of us. This is crazy. I can watch it in national geographic. I'm okay with that. That's fine. But I can't possibly see it at, at, a, at a place where there might be kids, which is just the most, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But let's, let's just say uh, women are, are, are on the stance of, uh, this needs to be a thing. This needs to be fine. This needs to be allowable. This needs to be okay. Everybody needs to be okay with this. And, and let's say women are the, on the side of saying that, that that needs to happen. This needs to be legal. This needs to be fair and free. And, and women need to be able to feel like they can do this. And let's say men are on the side of like, no, you cover those puppies up, right? Mm -hmm. Women will win because they have a, a, a larger voting population if they want it to happen all they have to do is say hey women let's vote for this thing the men can't do anything about it so it's not about anybody holding um that that situation down it's purely if women want this to happen they all say let's make this happen and then they make it happen so it's not about the government holding them down it's not about anybody saying that you know you can't breastfeed in public if, if it's a priority, then we make it happen. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. Sorry. I'm, I'm pro-boob just for the record. <laughs> um, wow. Sorry, I hijacked, I hijacked your show again. I, I apologize. No, no you're totally great. There's so many parallels. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It makes a lot of sense that we could just, yeah, if we really wanted something, we could step up and take, you know, take charge of that. Um, what was I going to ask? Uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Um, Miranda, do you have anything? <laughs> I, the only thing, the only doubt I would like to sow in the women stepping up, um, is that as of right now, women are not in very many positions of power. It's mostly men and it's mostly white men. Um, but I also like the concept of like trying to, you know, work together to find the power. I just think it would still take a little while just to get, you know, get it so that there are more women in power. You know? Yeah. Oh, agreed. Agreed. More women in power. Absolutely. In these, in these positions, what I, I was just highlighting the fact that there are more women registered voters. Oh, okay. than there are men registered voters. Mm -hmm. so if, I didn't know if, that. 
if voting puts people in power, guess who has the power? True. That's what I'm getting at. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was another, I had another weed point, um, not to just totally go back. Um, cause like if we you guys want to touch on that stuff, that's really interesting too. Um, I was just was going to mention, um, something I learned about in one of my law classes, um, which was basically a California case where an individual was making weed in a very legal way and following all the regulations in California, but someone called the FBI like the federal bureau, right, on him. And he actually got everything taken away from him and he had to go to jail, prison for 20 years because it's legal in a state, but it's illegal nationally. And I just know that tied in kind of with the question we were asking earlier. So I just wanted to share that information. Yeah. Man, yeah, that, that's scary. And I, I've had friends uh, start their own companies back in, in Washington too. And it, it is sketchy. They were talking about, you know, this could be all taken away tomorrow. Um, God, in that situation, I know the federal oversees the the state, but you think the state would help them out a little bit, right? Protocol. Yeah, we're just in that we're in that new new era where this is all just brand new. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. weed's only legal in the, in the states for what five years now? Is that about five years? Sounds yeah, right. I I don't think yeah, probably around that. And we're we're kind mm-hmm. of seeing the same things with psychedelics are now starting with being decriminalized and. I, I don't think they're legalized in Portland yet, but I know they're decriminalized, like all psychedelics. Yeah, I like the idea of decriminalizing because, I mean, if we're locking people up because, let's say, they even because they were hurting themselves, uh, let alone um, if they're if they're not hurting anybody, but but when we lock these people up based on old rules and, and things like that, we have problems. And I'll, I'll I'll draw another parallel. I keep going off topic with some of my examples, so I do apologize. Oh, good. The, par- the parallels help. Cool. Uh, yes. yes. When yeah. I was I was I had a chance to coach some football in, at the college level, and I had a I had a young man um, who 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 played under me uh, at my the position I coached. And he entered college uh, serving two years of his 10-year uh, sentence, essentially, of where he had eight years left, again, on his, on his uh, sentence where he was getting his wages garnished in the form of about $350 a month because he downloaded music in high school. So he, just like every other person in the world at that time me included downloaded music or file shared or pulled music off their buddy's computer or or did that kind of thing right but just like we see when we watch a dvd or watch any kind of thing um or vhs if you're old like nick and i that you got that fbi warning ahead of time saying you know 250 dollar fine if you copy if you pirate if you do any of that kind of stuff so that law has always been there especially with music especially with movies all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. well he file shared made cds made mixtapes sent them to his buddies you know did that kind of thing same thing that all of us did yeah. he had eight more years of paying 350 dollars because he viled he violated federal law now you, me, and everybody can pick up whatever song we want. We can put it on our TikTok video. We can do, we can do anything we want with right. our reels and all that kind of stuff. And meanwhile, he paid ungodly amounts of money because he violated a federal law. Now, did he violate a federal law? Yes. Mm-hmm. So did all of us. But in, in the way of of cracking down in the way of, of bringing him to justice. They could only do one out of what a million people, one out of 10 million people, one out of hundred, I don't know. But, uh, but that rule was put in place. He violated it as we all did, but it's not a law now, or, I mean, it is a law now, but it's much more freely accepted now. So it's a, it's an interesting parallel to think about legalizing things throwing people in jail or having having lofty laws or punishments for people that was a pretty wild widely acceptable behavior and then the industry changed due to that wildly um, accepted behavior so should we lock up somebody for 20 years because they're selling a product that a lot of people want and are willing to pay for and willing to pay taxes on and would don't mind getting on a database to do so like yeah Maybe, maybe we shouldn't have it. Um, somebody have to serve that kind of 
penalty. In my opinion, again, hijacked your show again. I apologize. Um, in my opinion, we should we should not be looking for reasons to lock people up for an extended amount of time. We should be looking for reasons to not lock them up, find ways to keep them out and keep them contributing to society. But yeah, you, Miranda, you gave the, the, the money sign, but yeah, it, 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 it uh, somebody's making a lot of money if somebody is locked up. Yep. Privatized prisons. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Nick, as well? No, I'm just fascinated. I, I love open discussion about this because uh, I'm with you guys. I want more women in power. I want more women collaborating. I, I love team collaborations. I don't like the idea of one person making all the decisions. So this is fun just around table because debate club back in, in high school used to get me so anxious because I thought it was mm -hmm. like an argument. But no, it's just sharing ideas and yeah. the older we got, the, the more open to, you know, rethinking things, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's been a handful of things I've drastically changed my mind on over the years. And uh, yeah, we're kind of in the wild west right now with, with marijuana. And it's kind of the experiment as we move into potentially legalizing other stuff too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you have a thought? Um, no, no, I, I'm pretty much on the same page as well. It's just, um, yeah, being able to talk about this now, it's really makes me feel nice inside and just like yay we can talk about things and then not have to like hold back and uh, yeah it makes me feel nice inside but yeah. that's all I got but okay. <laughs> I was gonna um talk back this is still following the segue of piracy um so we're gonna have a very lots of conversations in the podcast episode but um piracy is so interesting because like the laws of piracy like are regulated by the government and then they're regulated by these corporations that own the music or like the movies and stuff. And a lot of the times the like the creative people who actually make the movies, like the the cast or the directors or the people who actually make the music, like the artist, the recording artist, they either don't care or they don't get much of the money. Like it all just goes to the corporations. Like, um, I don't know. I think there was like a major lawsuit a few years ago with um, someone stealing music um, and the individuals who actually recorded the music said that they wanted to give them the music, but they didn't have the choice. And so like, I think it's big machine records literally just took all the money and didn't let the artist do what the artist wanted, which is so it's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to put it in a different light and then we'll see what you think. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's say you work uh, at a bakery. Okay. Got it. And you are a fantastic bakery chef. We got it. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, let's just let's just say it's a just a traditional pastry shop. You're making you you can make baked goods. And let's say that at this bakery shop where they've hired you to be a baker, right? So they have brick and mortar they have a store they have lots of people that come and sh and, and and show up to, to try all the baked goods right mm -hmm. and they've it's been in it's been in business for 25 years they've had that that place that that um that recognition right but they hire miranda and she's uh, a baker and she she does a lot of the normal things she does the scones she does the regular cakes she does all this kind of stuff and she makes the the danishes and all this and all this stuff and then she gets an idea. She's like, I love making banana bread. This banana bread is my family recipe. It's so awesome. I'm going to come there and I make it. And it's fantastic. And now all these people that normally come to the bakery, that they're already coming and all that kind of stuff, but they really, really want the banana bread. And maybe more people show up and more people show up and, and the banana bread becomes the best seller or one of the best sellers. It's, it's fantastic. And and then you go to the owner of the bakery and say, why don't I get all the money for baking this? Mm. Yeah. So I, I'm going to draw a parallel to the artist. So you have, if let's say you're at Warner Brothers Records and you have a producer at Warner Brothers and you, and they have made music, they've made tons of music. They use their distribution plan. They, they know how to get the music to the DJs. They know how to get your song heard, but you made the song but it's part of their bakery. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think that it's too bad that too many artists don't get to keep their music, that they don't get to represent their music and they don't get to, they don't get to have that. But just like whether it's movies or it's baked goods or it's anything else, 
the money is in the distribution yeah. to the right people. So the creative is fantastic and we, we, we need to love that. And we, we love the, but, but people like Chance the Rapper and people that are taking it outside to build it themselves and not use the studios and not use that and create their own distribution, then they're doing it differently. Then they're making more money. Then they're doing it in a, yeah. in a completely different light. So um, I don't know, another soapbox. That's a, that's a good point. My only question, I do want to bring up a question. Okay. Like if you're a baker, you could leave the bakery and go to another one. But if you're music, like art recording artist, you can't really, like you have these long contracts and you don't really have much of a choice. I don't know, but that's just yeah. a thought. You can, you can go to another bakery. It might have better distribution. Mm-hmm. It's just really hard for, isn't it? Like from what I've heard, at least maybe I'm wrong, but isn't it really hard for recording artists to leave? Yeah. If you're stuck in a bad contract, but then I, that, that, that industry is evolving quite a bit. And yeah, like Adam dropped a few examples there, but yeah, there's, it's evolving. And yeah, I think the mentality uh, people these days would be, I'm just going to go start my own bakery or I'll just, you know, find a better avenue for it. So I like seeing the innovation because I don't like it when one or two people run the entire system, but yeah, distribution used to be the the hurdle, but now with, you know, technology, media, now it's all the avenues are opened up now. Yeah. And, and with that, with that um, Mark, so let's say um, if we don't use the bakery, example or the music example if we use professional athletes and a lot of a lot of professional athletes you know you think they will go okay they got drafted by the lakers now they're going to get paid a ton of money to play basketball they're rich forever well that's usually not the case and if and if and if a lot of if if you look at that as the end all be all you you probably are going to be broke because you're you're in this thing where you get a bunch of money where you don't know about all these taxes that you have to pay and the, mm. the financial planning for forecasting for the rest of your life, especially if you're living a really uh, flashy lifestyle. So uh, the guys that do it right, the ones that make a whole lot of money are the ones that use the avenue that they've had where they make some really pretty good money and then build on it to make their own empires. So you think of people that have spun out of situations like the, like the LeBrons, like the Michael Jordans, like the Magic Johnsons, like the Rock Rock was a professional athlete. He didn't make his money wrestling. He made his money in ownership and building on his brand as an individual. So I think that these recording artists, you know, like, like, you know, Kanye West, he talks about how, how crappy he was paid when he was an artist. So what he did was he used his celebrity to create other things. So if you, if you enter into an industry that is already set up and, and, and builds you up and that's as far as you go and you're like, I'm a singer and this is the best that I am, then you're going to be having those contracts, getting paid what they're going to pay you. But mm-hmm. if you use that avenue to create other forms of wealth in ownership of different things and building different things and co- other collaborations, you have to continue to learn how the world works. You can't just become a, a star in one aspect and just be like, it's all taken care of now. Mm-hmm. so you know that's another soapbox nice. yeah kind of going off of what um nick was saying about like just technology like if you really wanted to get out of like that sort of situation it wouldn't be too hard to use like the technology that we have now especially with social media and like tiktok like people are getting famous over like really dumb dances and like <laughs> getting a bunch of exposure over that like we, we have the resources to if you wanted to brand yourself, you do have like multiple platforms that you can get yourself out on. So that's a bright light at the end of the tunnel. If you, if you were really involved in something really bad, some bad contract or something like that, but yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, did you have any other questions, Miranda? I think we're pretty much out of time, but. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, I'm all good on questions. Is it, do you either of you have a question? <laughs> Oh, this is fascinating. I, I just love having an open discussion, and I uh, I inevitably think that it will become uh, nationally legal because I, I, I can't see the federal government wanting to give up on this amount of money moving through the system. And I'm 100% happy paying into the system because you know I'd rather have a regulated system to, to purchase these goods if you want to, if you want to partake. Uh, the thought of you know having to go down the street and wait on a street corner and pick up a brown paper bag it just it scares me. Yep. Um, 
at the same time, I do know the federal government doesn't like to say, oh, we were wrong about this. We're going to change our mind about this. That's a real slow moving process. So it's yep. still maybe a couple of years, um, but uh, I think we'll inevitably get there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It, it, they The last thing they want to do is be like, we were wrong and then have some issues um, pop up because of it. And I was listening to a radio station the other day and they were uh, actually, it was yesterday and they were, they were talking about uh, bad experience with, with edibles. And I was like, Oh, oh this ought to be good. And so I just listened to it. And obviously they're, they're in the wow um, type of, of reporting. Right. So they just want to tell exciting stories about people, you know, messing up or things like that. And, mm -hmm. and it started out with this, it sounded like a young female talking about taking an edible and then not really, you know, not really feeling anything, taking another one, mm -hmm. not really feeling anything mm -hmm. and then taking another one. And then she was just tripping out of her mind yeah and so that's the part that worries me is that like we, your question miranda earlier about like well if it's if it's legal or do you, do you let the legalization of it matter whether you partake or not and mm -hmm. i think by having things legal then you have like this young lady that are like it's legal you can't overdose i'm gonna oh, take a ton of them and have a really really terrible time so mm -hmm. If, if we as individuals constantly think about whether we should do something or not do something based on whether it's legal or not, we're kind of not accepting the, uh, the responsibility yeah. of our own actions. And uh, that, can be, that can be tough as well. So I think we still need education. We still need to talk about it. We still need people to uh, make good decisions. Um, but personal accountability. Personal accountability, and then you don't necessarily punish the whole group because a couple of people can't handle true. it either. So that's very true. I like that. That's a cool. Yeah. Oh no. Both so 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 much for coming on. This was really I really enjoyed this. Um, as I said earlier, I love your guys' podcast and I loved getting a chance to work with you. So thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I second everything Miranda said. I absolutely love your podcast. I listened to um, I think the one about Jim Carrey that was really interesting. It was like all the different movies and like listing them in like order and stuff like that. I was that was really cool. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And um, to all our listeners, if you guys have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can email us at farfromnormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com. We have an Instagram at farfromnormalpodcast. And I'll leave all of um, the Powerful Projects, all their links in the description as well. So you can reach out and follow them on all their social media platforms. And yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, thank you. And we'll right. see uh, you in the next episode. You'll hear from us because this is a podcast, but... <laughs> Absolutely. Well, YouTube. It's fine. YouTube. Uh, true. Very true. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.